When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Tony Cotty and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. You are listening to the We Are West Ham podcast with me, Will Pugh, and my mate, James Jones. West Ham United have finally won a Premier League game of football, albeit against one of the worst teams ever to grace the Premier League. Once again, the, the curse of losing to West Ham United strikes as Frank Lampard was sacked as Everton manager. Such was the embarrassment as it is to so many teams of losing to the Hammers 2-0 at London Stadium. On the weekend, James Jones was there. West Ham United are out of the relegation zone. Jonesy, absolutely delighted to see West Ham get three points on the board. But a bit of a a strange week because also we had the announcement that legend of the club, icon, one of the most amazing transfers West Ham United have ever seen, Craig Dawson, has left for Wolves, decided to go back up to the Midlands to join his family. And I'm not going to lie, James, I was genuinely heartbroken when he left. And Twitter was an amazing place to be, West Ham Twitter, after Craig made the announcement. All sorts of montage videos going up. Dawson put one up of his own, as well as a message to fans. He clearly knows and feels how much he's loved by the West Ham supporters. Um, I figure we'd start there before we go on to do the Everton reaction in a little bit more detail because obviously the three points aren't actually going to mean anything when we lose all three of our next games in February. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of overshadowed the three points, didn't it? Big Ballon Dawson leaving. I was heartbroken. I mean, even, even after the game, we were sitting in the pub and me and my brother and a couple of mates, and we were kind of sitting there watching the late kickoff going, we should be really happy that we've won. But there's something, something doesn't feel right. Something feels off. And then we couldn't really put a finger on it. And then we woke up the following morning and then we get the announcement. And it's my brother's birthday as well. He was absolutely livid that it ruined his birthday. God, that's um, not what you need, is it? Nah. And to get the announcement, seeing him a Wolves kit, and it was a real dagger to the heart because he kind of knew he was going. Um, we'd, fought, we'd fought for him and we, we got him to stay for another six months, but he slash forced him to. Yeah, oh, yeah, kind of forced him, almost blackmailed him into it. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Or said, you've got a contract here, so you're honouring it. Yeah, yeah, and it's just kind of, it's just, it's just such a dagger to the heart, just so heartbreaking. Like, it's, it's like the equivalent to your missus going, look, I do still love you. Um, and part of me really wants to be with you, but not as much as I love this bloke. But not as much as I love this bloke. Not as much as I like. I, I like the idea of this life over here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave because I. I want to try something new. Hmm. Um. And I. I. But I still love you. I still love you. The kids still love you. But I'm. I'm off. And that's what I felt like on on Sunday morning when I got that. I was like, I can't believe he's left us. Hmm. Um. It was. It was. It was painful. Now, because of everything he's done for the club in the two and a half years that he spent, honestly, mate, I, when I was watching the video, and I, I, I sort of forgot because it wasn't as memorable and iconic as, as Declan's or Jared's goals at Leon. I forgot he scored there almost. 
So you're watching the, all the videos back and he, he nods it in because that was the one I couldn't really tell whether it had gone in or not from where yeah. we were sat up high up in the away end. I couldn't really tell whether it had gone in or not. And I watched it back the other day and I was like, God, I remember I'd forgotten that. He scored. He actually scored in the greatest game of my life. And yeah, I don't know. Is there any, is there any part of you that thinks, and this is very much, I'd like to make it clear, a devil's advocate question and not at all uh, a reflection on any of my feelings. Is there any part of you that thinks we are, we are in trouble here, Dorse, right? Could you not have done another four months till the end of May? And look, you don't know what's going on, and, and you obviously it's a family issue or a family thing. And you can see in his in his message, he said, "Now's the right time to go back up to my family." Uh, we understand. We know Wolves tried to get him in the summer, um, so it's obviously an appealing move for him. He spent time. Before in his career, obviously he was at, at Watford before us, but he, he played for West Brom for a long period of time as well. Um, is that is there any of you that thinks that that goes? Oh, we are actually in trouble, mate, or we are still in the knockout stages of the Conference League, so you could have had another European adventure. Could you not have just stuck it out, literally four more months? You could you could look at it and go, mate, look, you, you did an extra six months that you didn't really want to do. Like, what's another yeah. four? What's number mm. five, you know? But it, it was very, very obvious that he wanted to be nearer to his family. Mm. Um, and he'd, he spent, you know, a good five or six years away from the Midlands, if you include his time at Watford. So, yeah, but Watford's Hertfordshire. It's halfway there, isn't it? Uh, well, I mean, I'm in Hertfordshire, and I don't feel like I'm anywhere near the Midlands, to be fair. Well, but, you are, mate. You're basically um, I'm not far from Watford's training ground. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I get it. I understand it. Um, and that understanding the predicament that he was in kind of makes me feel a little bit better about the situation. Hmm. Um, I have an element of empathy towards it, but yeah, I mean, he couldn't have left at a worse time, could he? Like, just brush your family under the carpet for a little bit and just help, help <laughs> your real family out, mate. Help your real yeah. family out. <laughs> yeah, just for another. Sort of four months or whatever it'd have been. No, look, and you know, if he had his heart set on it in the summer, yeah, and it didn't happen, then you can't really begrudge him, can you? And I, I look, I don't, we don't know the situation, of course, but you'd imagine um, that you know he's he must have he's probably got kids in schools and that sort of stuff, and you know, people go, oh, Crimea River Premier League footballer earning thirty grand a week or whatever he's getting. Um, mind you, with the the deal we signed him on, he's probably only getting about five. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, and you say, "Oh, Crimea River," but he probably was, by the sounds of it, having to either commute from, just say, oh, obviously he wouldn't have lived in West Bromwich. <laughs> Let's get that straight. Um, but commute from around that area. So even if it's like the Southern Midlands or whatever, it's gonna be. It's still a two-hour drive, isn't it, probably, to the training ground, either end of the day. If failing that, he'd be staying down in London, so that's nights here or there um, that he's not with his family and his children and stuff. So I don't think... I don't personally begrudge him at all. There is a little bit of... I, I think if it was the first time, uh, i.e. Wolves hadn't come in in the summer and it hadn't like come about in the summer... In the first time when we were in trouble and he just upped and left. But I think he clearly has given us another six months and he's played perfectly well, hasn't he? Since yeah, yeah. Um since the, the 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 stuff come up in the summer with the first wolves move. So he's already kind of gone, look, you know, all right, fine. This isn't my ideal choice, but I'll stick around. I've got a contract, blah, blah, blah. And then the club did so I thought the club's statement did suggest the club's statement read to me a we're actually really annoyed about this, but we know how much the fans love him and it would be bad PR not to let on how annoyed we actually are. Because the statement was surprisingly curt. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. Who they that. know is considered an absolute club legend. Yeah, I noticed that. I did think it was it was very short, wasn't it? It was kind of, oh, he's left, he's gone to Wolves. We'd like to thank him. The club were uh, reluctant to let him go, but yeah. it was Craig's wish. Thanks yeah, I, just, I think, you know, 
if you look at it though, very rarely does a player leave any club, let alone West Ham, probably maybe more so West Ham, um, where the fans are genuinely gutted about it. Uh, mm. But at the same time, are equally like quite accepting of the fact that it was, <laughs> like he wanted to move on for, for for personal reasons. Normally, if a player leaves, everyone's like, "Oh well, you know, screw you, then, mate." Like, well, you know, we've got better fish to fry over here. Mm. Or they force the move, and it's like it's like, "Oh, you, you know, you're going to be hated in East London forever now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very rarely does a player, that. particularly when it comes to a player that arrived and didn't play for three months. On loan, everyone was like, yeah. I, mean, I remember saying on this program, we might as well just send him back. What's the point of having him? He's yes, he did say that. Yeah, and you hated him. Like, yeah, just, yeah. I mean, I didn't hate him. I was just a bit confused. I was like, why, why is he even here? Like, what are you doing? Oh, we should dig that one out. We should dig um, that But then, and then, he, and then he makes his debut three months later, and we keep four clean sheets in a row, lose two in 14, and he scores four goals. And it's just like, oh, blimey. Well, you know, that's why that's why they were holding him back a little bit, so he could hit the ground running. Um so, especially as a player that kind of arrived and it was a very underwhelming signing and he's left a, a, a hero, a cult hero, played a massive role in last season's run to the semi-final, gave us one of the best moments we've ever experienced live mm. um, and leaves with the nickname Ballon Dawson. I mean, yeah, like, very rarely does a player leave a football club like that in that scenario, in that situation, but the feeling that he's got from the fans... Um, so yeah, I did think that off all the back of that, I did think that the club statement was a little bit unnecessary. Just big him up, mm. all right? Just tell him how much you love him, because that's all I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do think I, I, and even you know what? Like Moisey said, didn't he? He said, "Yes, it's." He was asked, "Has it destabilised the club?" And he said, "Yes, it has." And then he didn't play, which actually smacked of. I don't know this, by the way. I haven't got any information on it. But it smacked of player refusing to play, didn't it? And well, you often I, think I that about three Madonnas. I don't think he's the type. He but would never what, refuse mate? to play. It depends, does it? But he, he didn't play. Do you know what I mean? He, he well, maybe he just went, like, like, I would prefer it if I didn't play. I prefer if I didn't play because I might get injured, yeah, might but... ruin the move. Yeah, but I will, fair. I will, but I, would, I will play if you desperately need me, but... Yeah, um, all right, fair enough. Yeah, but no, I just I think I think it's one of the most it's one of the most amazing stories mm. that we've had, and West Ham fans will remember him forever, won't they? Because I remember, I'm trying. Can you remember who it was we were trying to sign at that time? I don't was know it, if it was a star centre back. It was Coletta Carr, wasn't it? From Marseille. From Marseille, who eventually went to Southampton. Southampton. He's barely getting a game there. No, yeah, um, it's completely average. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was him. And but I just, I just remember the fury. Was was that also one of those windows? I think it was as well. It was where, the COVID window. It was the one that was in like in like October. Yeah, and we were just desperate for some signings, and then Craig Dawson <laughs> rocked up. <laughs> yeah, from, from relegated were, Watford. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and who'd just been so like seriously average the rest but genuine he might he must have played the best footballer's career it must have been the peak of yeah. his career mustn't it yeah 100 which yeah. i know you sort of seems funny it's also hilarious how old he looks yeah um <laughs> he literally looks about 45 doesn't he yeah. but no it's definitely, i'm sure most of you have already listening um gone on and seen all the montage videos and stuff west ham clips who we love on this channel have done a brilliant one uh, a brilliant sort of it's like six and a half minutes but it's worth the watch uh, like a departure montage Dawson's done loads as well uh, we shared some of the stuff on the we are West Ham podcast Twitter account that's at we are underscore West Ham but look James that news obviously dominated the week um, and genuinely hats off uh, to Craig Dawson because I think he was a phenomenal servant for West Ham United he leaves certainly with all of my best wishes and I know yours too um, just one thing, a little bit of podcast news, Jonesy. We've uh, entered into a partnership with the YouTube channel West Ham Network. Some of you guys might know about them already, uh, but we've been, Russ and Anton are the guys over there who Jonesy and I have known previously. And yeah, we've had a little chat over the past couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, we're, we're officially now. Jonesy, uh, in partnership with the guys at West Ham Network, some of their, uh, the lads from their podcast will be coming on 
to do guest appearances on ours. We'll be doing some guest appearances on some of their live shows too. So, uh, you know, and they'll be coming on our channel, on our YouTube channel and, and us on theirs, vice versa. Um, so, yeah, just worth going to, to check them out. Uh, on YouTube, if you don't already, uh, we're at we are underscore West Ham on Twitter. Uh, just search We Are West Ham podcast on YouTube and West Ham Network as well. So you'll be seeing a little bit of uh, what's the official term for it, Jonesy? Cross-platforming. Um, you're a bit more in the know about this sort of stuff cross, than I am. Yeah, no, cross-platforming, cross, cross-posting. No, that's, that's not really right. Fertilization. No, no, that sounds no, really no, dodgy. It's definitely uh, not that. Just a, just a. Just got a partnership, shall we? Hopefully, the start of a fruitful partnership between the two. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice one, nice one. I like it. But no, that's uh, yeah, a little bit of news. So um, you might. I say you'll be hearing some some guests from from their podcast on ours, and if you want to go and check out what it's like for me and Jonesy to be in the hot seat, being asked uh, all the questions rather than well, rather than just messing around. Um, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like run. each week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We are a little bit fearful, of course, that um, on their podcast and oh, sorry, on their YouTube channel, uh, they might actually do some preparation for <laughs> for their output. What's that? Yeah, very concerned indeed. If they start like coming up with actual stats rather than just saying things and going, I think that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, then uh, then we will be in trouble. But no, uh, so yeah, the West Ham, we are West Ham and the West Ham Network uh, in partnership uh, as of this week. So Jonesy, what else do I need to do on housekeeping? Um, Twitter at we are underscore West Ham, Instagram we are West Ham Pod, Facebook and YouTube search we are West Ham Podcast, uh, the West Ham Network. Like I said, um, you'll see some some cross links to to both of those platforms on on our YouTube channel as well. You can email us at we are West Ham Pod at gmail.com. And if you fancy buying Jonesy and I a pint. Because uh, we have actually got a night out coming up in February. If you fancy buying us a pint, you can do so. Um, chip into the kitty there at buymeacoffee.com slash wearewestam. Plenty of you have done that already. Uh, the money comes straight to me and Jonesy, and we only use it over the bar or on podcast equipment and guest fees to make the pod better for you guys. Uh, that's buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham. Right, Jonesy, West Ham United won a game of football. They got three points and moved out of the relegation zone. I'm not particularly excited about it because Everton are absolutely pants and we're going to lose the next three games. I'm sure you're absolutely delighted and going to tell me why it means we're going to finish in the top four. Stay with us because we'll have all of that next. West Ham 2, Everton 0. Jared Bowen scores two around the time that he announces he's having two children at once. Twins on the way. And I must admit, Jonesy, I did really like uh, the amendment or the new version of the I'm having a baby celebration that Jared Bowen did. The ball up the shirt to signify the pregnant partner is standard and one for the ages. Usually you have the one thumb in the mouth, don't you? But he put two thumbs mm. in the mouth. Absolute maverick move from Jared Bowen. Uh, Seems trying to stick two balls up the top. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just one out the front, one out the back, or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not sure that's how carrying twins works. I don't think it is, but you got to improvise in those situations. (laughs) As much as true, yeah. He's like frantically scrabbling around looking for the ball boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm a little bit concerned though, Jonesy, that uh, such is the poor nature of Jared Bowen's form this season, along with plenty of other players in that West Ham team. I'm not singling him out, but I'm a little bit concerned he's only going to score uh, whenever his, he conceives a child <laughs> or two with his partner. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what are, your, what are your thoughts on that one? Obviously, good that he scored, good that we won. Uh, I do feel like we should take advantage of the positive feeling of getting three points because it hasn't happened for ages and doesn't happen very often. It's probably not going to happen for ages again. But I am finding it difficult not to go, all right, lads, we're 15th and we've got Newcastle, Chelsea and Tottenham coming up in our next three games. Yeah, it's a good three points. Great to see Bowen get on the score sheet. He's now a joint top scorer. with Skamaka was seven this this season. So he's been out of form, but everyone else has been out of form. As Are well. they counting Terrible. training goals? No, 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 
No, if, if you if you take training goals off, it's seven. You add them on, it's eight. So um, <laughs> it's not it's not great. But it's not <laughs> it's got once in training, yeah. 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 But yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Congratulations to him and uh, Danny Dyer for for the news. Uh, don't envy them yeah. having two. Bad enough having one. Um, now, mate, but... see, really interesting, really interesting. Because my stance, whenever I'm asked uh, if I'd like to have kids or not, I just think, yeah, yeah, like twin boys, get it, get it out of the way. Because then you, I, I appreciate you're like double tired, but you're double tired anyway if you have a kid, yeah. right? I, I'm sort of taking this from experiences of you and my other friends, but I just think twins, and then you don't have to bother again. Well. Well, that that was well. I mean, we were worried we were going to have twins before because my mum's a twin and Lucy's mum right. was a twin. So it was like, well, apparently it skips a generation. But because we've got both mums are both our mums are twins, then we're going to end up having about eight um, <laughs> all at once. Uh, luckily, <laughs> luckily it was the one. Luckily, yeah, luckily it was the one. But we're worried about the next the next one whether it might be twins. Um, so, but then if it is twins, then great. Don't have to worry about it anymore. Well, that's the thing, um, isn't it, mate? But, but yeah, yeah, fair play to him. He's 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 got his work cut out, though. To be fair, and if we if if we're looking for him to hit form in about nine months' time, absolutely no chance. He's going to have no sleep, bless him, mate. I, I'll be honest. Oh, look, I, I don't. I like to remind everyone that these Premier League footballers are just human beings as well, right? I'm a staunch advocate of that when people sort of put them on these pedestals and expect them to be these amazing role models. And I'm yeah. like, they're just like young blokes um, with lots of money and an, and an amazing talent. Uh, however, I would I would argue that a Premier League football player on circa 50 grand a week, which is probably what Jared Bowen's getting, I would argue that his experience of having a child slash children is arguably easier and certainly different to that. I know you do very well for yourself, Jonesy, but I appreciate you're not quite on 50 grand a week just I'm yet. Not, no, I would say, no. I would suggest Jared Bowen's experience of having kids is probably different to yours. I mean, they'll probably be paying for a little bit of help. I mean, if I had oh. that sort of money, I would be. But at the same time, and maybe I'm just talking because, um, talking from a father's point of view anyway, but you want to be involved. Like you don't you want to you want to be as involved as you possibly can. If that means getting up in the middle of the night and sorting the bottles out, then so be it. Um, and doing the feeds, um, but that's like yeah, the worst bit. <laughs> he's. I mean, I thankfully, luckily for me anyway, um, I didn't have to do that with Harrison because Lucy breastfed, so I didn't. Have to, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't feed him because I don't no. have breasts. And I'm not, not anymore. Not now you've lost all not your weight. Oh no, exactly. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, about produce, four months ago, didn't I, you? <laughs> I couldn't produce milk because my body's not wired that way because I'm a man. So, um, so yeah, I couldn't do it, but. Um, but yeah, I'm reliably informed by friends who um, didn't um, go down that route. That yeah, mm. it is the hardest thing getting up at four times a night to bottle fill. Do, bottle, do yeah, you think, fill. right? If you're putting in fifty grand a week for the family, and I know that, like, you know, Danny Dyer's got her own income streams and all that sort of stuff. If you're pulling in your own that sort of income for the family, I would imagine a conversation goes down where you go, listen babe I've, I've got to be on it at training tomorrow because i'm a premier league footballer and you know training is important yeah. and the money we earn is important to our family and the house so oh, you know i appreciate it's not exactly even but would you mind if i just didn't get up in the middle of the night and you do you think so you think so i, I mean i like to think that the danny dyer granddad mm. who's yeah. gonna be granddad um i like to think he'd, he'd, he'd be up for helping out what we're joking and yeah he's got to be on actually he's not on extenders anymore is he i don't know but it'd, it'd be like no no jared jared you've got an important game at the weekend like we're standing yeah. to win so don't I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll deal with it i'll sort it out mate but that means you having go... your father-in-law staying around your house every night i mean yeah i don't know like I'm that's sure. the way it's got to be that's the way it's got to be i suppose well yeah i suppose if i mean to be honest mate if it meant me not having to get up at three o'clock in the morning for an hour or whatever it takes um i would have anyone stay around my house quite frankly yeah um, true. yeah true. Oh, well look congrats to uh to jared and, and the rest of the dire clan anyway um yeah. 
so yeah, he, he scored twice. The first goal looked like it was going to be offside. James Tarkovsky's leg just about played him on. Um, what did you what did you make of of of, of the whole game? I suppose James, and then and then the goals in particular. Um, the goals were good, uh, particularly the second one. I thought it was good effort from Antonio. You saw him really, really bust the gut, which is good to see. Um, didn't think Bowen was going to get there in time when he crossed the ball in. I think it luckily took a bit of a deflection, which took the pace of the cross a little bit. Um, but the overall performance, um, and maybe this is why we're a little bit confused in the pub after, it's not why we weren't happier than we probably should have been with the win, um, was that it wasn't a very good performance, I don't think. No. Um, we had, uh, Everton had 60% possession. We were just lucky that Everton are so bad. They are bad. And had no idea. I mean, they had less idea than we had in the final third. And we've been rubbish in the final third for the last <laughs> seven months. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was just fortunate that we came up against a side on the day that just had less of an idea than we did. Um, that's, the, that's what it felt like. The fact that Everton had so much of the ball. They were winning a lot more midfield battles. Um, we didn't really, maybe towards the end, we threatened a little bit more, but throughout the game, barring the two goals in the first half, we weren't really threatening that much. Um, we were allowing Everton too much of the ball. Um, but maybe that was that was the plan, because the second goal obviously was a, was a counter-attack, and it was like, well, Everton haven't got a clue what they're doing, so give them the ball and we'll just counter-attack them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it it probably should have felt sweeter than it did, but it was the performance that really just kind of took the took took the excitement out of it a little bit because it felt like yeah okay we've won for the first time in about nine years, mm. but it was like yeah but we've, I've not seen any signs here that we're now we're going to go on a run and start beating Newcastle, Chelsea, Tottenham next month. Like, there was nothing mm. in in that performance that suggested to me ah oh, maybe we've turned a corner here because that was really convincing. Mm. It was just we come up against a really rubbish team. The worst. We're less bad. We're less bad than this. We were just less bad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So so yeah, that was frustrating. I mean, obviously, like, my God, did we need the win? So it was great. Yeah. Not putting that. Not like like, like discrediting that or anything. But I didn't see anything there that made me think, yeah, we turned the corner here. I didn't think, oh yeah, David Moyes has found the solution. Five at the back Mm. at home against a fellow struggling relegation team. Like, oh come on, like you want to see something a little bit more didn't you really want to see more out of it so but yeah three points we'll take it yeah and that's the thing mate do you just look at it and go well we do we did look at it and go we needed that and the thing is james we're still only a point um above the relegation zone we're on 18 points wolves are in 17th and bournemouth are in 18th in the relegation zone they're both on 17 points the one saving grace we've got is that our goal difference is vastly better than that of Wolves, Bournemouth, Everton and Southampton. I've still had this conversation again and confidently declared in the office last night that West Ham are too good to go down. We will not go down this season. And I'm happy to stick my neck on the line and say that quite boldly and put it out into the world. I don't for a second think that we'll finish anywhere at all exciting in the league. Uh, I think it will be a 14th, 15th sort of situation. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then I genuinely am just sort of relying on us winning the Conference League for making the season all, all worthwhile. Um, what do you, what, what, with, with those games coming up then, James, obviously we've got Derby in the FA Cup and we'll speak to Corey Hancock uh, later on in the show, big Derby fan uh, and half of the Rams review podcast and platform. So we'll chat to him about that game. Next Monday night, I'm going up to Pride Park for that, Jonesy, which I'm looking forward to. Um, fortunately, you were unable to come. I was quite looking forward to that. I appreciate that the, the the midweek element makes it a little bit more difficult for you. That's another thing, Jonesy, about the reason why I'm more than happy to delay having a kid. Because when I say to you, do you fancy going up to Derby on a Monday night? Um, when I was the proposition was put to me, I just said, uh, can I move my day off at work? Yes, I can. Therefore, I'm going. You have so much more to think about, don't you? Yeah, I, I, I thought long and hard about it, but I just going away from home, particularly up to Derby on a Monday night or on any midweek night, is gonna gonna cause me problems that aren't worth mm. it long term. Um, <laughs> so um, short term might be, but long term definitely not. So I had to. 
<clears throat> painfully declined the offer. Was there any um, was there any thoughts in your head about what damage it might do long term to our relationship? Because uh, it doesn't feel like there was, Jonesy. No, I'm, I'm, mate, if I'm honest, now you've said it, no, there wasn't. And I, <laughs> and I apologise for that, and I'm sorry you feel that way. But um, It's almost I, like you prioritised your wife and son over me, which is... I know, I know. I had to, I had to. I mean, it, just, it just wouldn't have gone down too well at home if I'd have gone, oh, sorry, babe, I'm going up the derby tonight. And I might stay over. <laughs> I, might, I might stay there. I'll see you in a couple of days. Depends if you yeah, win or yeah. not. You know? So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. I think I can... Uh, forgive you that one but look after that that derby game um that's monday night the 30th in the fa cup which i'm looking forward to then we've got newcastle away chelsea at home tottenham away after that genuinely we've i give us a chance against chelsea it's a 12 30 game and I, you know i don't know but they're not playing particularly good football at the moment although it is Graham Potter so if you still got that Brighton in his DNA <laughs> you know that we'll have absolutely no chance there but I, I, I kind of agree with you Jonesy so with those games coming up and look you can only win right we haven't won for ages so they're hard to come by so it, it's good although Everton are rubbish they'd have been looking at that game as a potential winning game as well to help save them we've got the points so it's important what does this do to your view on the David Moyes situation? You were saying even before Wolves, it's all on the Everton game. It's all on the Everton game. Um, and I know you find it particularly uncomfortable when I remember things you've said on previous podcasts and bring them up to you again, particularly when you've changed your mind. <laughs> um, so how do you sit now on the David Moyes situation? Well, I'm pretty sure I said last week that after the Wolves defeat, that, Actually, even if he wins, even if he beats Everton, it doesn't mm. really change anything when you consider the fixtures we've got after. Mm. Uh, he had to get something at Wolves, uh, and he didn't. So, mm. if you get something at Wolves and then you beat Everton at home, yeah, what three points clear? Wolves are a little bit further drift, they're two points worse off. Hey, you're a point clear, we're a point clear of Bournemouth. Um, so yeah, we're two points clear, but then Wolves have got two, two fewer points. and it looks a little bit better. Doesn't not massively better. But it looks yeah, but that's better. what I'm saying, mate. Sorry, we're only one point clear of the relegation zone, aren't we? Albeit the goal difference is better. Yeah, yeah. But the fact is, he didn't. And yeah, okay, we beat an Everton. Um, but I don't think it changed anything. I think a lot of that is down to the fact that it wasn't a great performance. There was, like I said, there was nothing in that performance that suggested that he's found a, a winning formula again. That he's found the way way out of this. Um, so. I don't think it changes much. I think, you know, you, you, you go to Newcastle, you lose, probably. Although they love a draw at the moment, so we might mix They do love there. a draw at home. Yeah, Leeds yeah. got a draw there, didn't they? I think Fulham got a result there. Yeah, so they, they, I think they've only lost one game all season, but they've drawn nine. Hmm. So we, we could go there and get a point. Um, but, you know, then you've got Chelsea, you know, potentially, you're right. You know, that's that's a game where you look at it and go, you know, you could, could win. But then Spurs... You don't know what Spurs are going to turn up this season. They are one minute they're terrible, next minute they're they're, they're winning. So still quite um, average last night against Fulham. Yeah, they? yeah, they were. So I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at that that Tottenham game and going. That's definitely the game that Curry Kane starts breaking all those records he's got in his pocket. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just don't see how how he he survives beyond February. Um, the frustrating thing is that you know with Everton now sacking Lampard. Are they going to be trying to appoint a name that's on our? They're going to get, get Sean Dyche, I'm telling you. Uh, well, apparently Sean Dyche isn't on their list. I've, I saw a lot yesterday about Bielsa, and I was like, "What a terrible choice!" What the players are so unfit, and they're bringing in a manager mid-season that requires fitness mm. to succeed. Um, it's going to go very, very badly, I think. But yeah, I don't know. Or do they go and get someone that we potentially be looking at, and it stops us from doing it because our board Sorry, just decided to wait. It was only last week, part, the main part of the podcast was discussing the fact that West Ham haven't got a list, according to you, I would. Or no, not well, according to you. No, you, you, uh, you'd like to think that by now, after after they listened to that podcast, they've true, gone, oh, true. to be fair, yeah, we do need to draw that one up. Do we know, we know first team players and the manager listen? Do we know board members listen? Um, I don't think we've had well, any I don't confirmation think we know, on I don't the think... other on that. We don't know for fact, but 
you'd like to think so. You'd like to think that the word's filtered up. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Mate. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, right, so Jonesy, um, yeah, okay. Well, I'm I'm sort of with you. So, so what happens now then? Because for me, it just seems like we've extended that limbo phase for a little bit longer. Obviously, it's it's always hard, isn't it, to sort of go in two footed and call for a manager's head after after a a victory. So, what what are we saying then? If we've got once again, I'm really confident we're going to beat Derby, right? I'm really looking forward to the game. 4,800 West Ham fans going up there. Uh, it'll be a great atmosphere. Derby, the, the home end, will obviously be sold out as well. One of their biggest games for a long, long time. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the game. I think we'll win. And I genuinely, you know, if we get a favourable draw, obviously we'll we'll get one of the big six in the next round, absolutely, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to <clears throat> to that. It'd be nice to have a run in the FA Cup, obviously, as the, the same football cliche that's rolled out every single season. But again, it is one of them where... This, this one matters more than Brentford, I think, because then you get a bit of negativity and a bit of embarrassment, um, in inverted commas, about going out to a lower league side. So I think it's more important to win this one than the Brentford one. Um but then after that, Newcastle away, Chelsea at home, Tottenham away. What's an acceptable haul from those games that Moisey... Obviously, we have actually got Nottingham Forest at home at the end of February. So there's four games in February. I keep saying we're not going to win any of them. Uh, our newfound hatred of Nottingham Forest, or yours in particular, <laughs> means that that game is is huge. What what would you say then out of... Oh, we'll, we'll say February's games, those four games, Newcastle away... Uh, Tottenham away, Chelsea at home, Nottingham Forest at home. <laughs> two homes, two away against big size. What's an acceptable haul out of that? Five points. Yeah, see, I, I would have said four. Normally, I'm a bit harsher than you. I would say, I'd say, big <clears> Forest. <throat> uh, I'm going to stick my neck out and say get a point at Newcastle, and then a yeah, point, and then a point against Chelsea or Tottenham. I think we'll get one. a point in one of those. Yeah, yeah, of those three. I think we'll lose two, draw one of them. Yeah. And then, but then again, then you're in a situation, aren't you? After three more games, you know, with, with, with those teams below us, you're in a situation again where there once again, there's massive pressure on the Nottingham Forest game. Then we go away to Brighton. And we all know what happens there. Home to Aston Villa, pressure on that one again. Away to Man City. That's a defeat. And then you got home to Southampton, pressure on that one again, away to Fulham, not easy, home to Arsenal, away to Bournemouth, pressure again. I just like home to Liverpool, away to Palace, home to United, away to Brentford, home to Leeds, away to Leicester. Yeah. It's just it just the rest of the season just looks like pressure. Yeah. And just like headaches and yeah. stress the whole time. Yeah, if you ever ask to define pressure, just show show whoever asks you just the, the rest of West Ham's fixtures this season. Yeah. Um, Define stress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, this is why like, you, you're right. Like, it's very difficult to call for Morris to go now after he's won and potentially getting into the, the fifth round of the FA Cup. But mm-hmm. I still don't see where he changes it. A, a mm-hmm. lot rests between now and the end of January in terms of recruitment. You know, we've lost Danny Ings to injury. Like played 15 minutes off the bench and he's already out for weeks for a knee injury. Well, I was um, going to mention that at some point. So, I didn't like, want to get lured into the classic trope of going, oh, classic Western, the striker curse, da, da, da. Yeah, I mean, like, but all, it's very, it's, it's it's very yeah. difficult not to go down that route when it just feels like it happens to us every time. All of the promotional um, content hadn't even finished. Like, they'd scheduled loads of tweets celebrating his new arrival. He put a new profile pickup, and it's like, Danny, leave it out, mate. You're already injured. Like, yeah, yeah, you're injured. Um, <laughs> but you know, a, couple, a couple of weeks, apparently, or a couple, a couple of, of weeks, games, yeah. It which miss, is still it, annoying. But. He'll miss the FA Cup game. He'll miss um, Newcastle, at least, I think. But mm. <clears> there's <throat> a, a lot a lot of rest now between now and next week and, and deadline day because we now, ideally, we probably need another striker. Um, you can't, mate. No, 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 just, just, just in case he does keep getting injured, because we have to consider that. Right. Um, and Mark, we cannot rely on Antonio. <laughs> we can't go and sign another. Right. I know we've got Skamaka, but we've got Skamaka, but like, I mean, he hasn't exactly set set the world alight because right. we're not playing. We're not, we're not, but we're not playing to his strengths enough. So Hello, we, we've, got do, we've got to do something. We've got we've got to do something between now and next week. Um, 
what that looks like, I don't know. And part of me is like, I don't think anyone knows. I mean, Moyes knows what, what needs to be done. Mm. Um, but something has to be, we need to strengthen the squad further. Uh, and it needs to be a completely different approach tactically. And yeah, okay, we won, but we haven't seen that. So I say still get rid of him now. Yeah. Well, they're not going to yeah. now. That's the thing, isn't it? Well, yeah, they're That's not the going to, but we, I, I think regardless whether they're going to do it or not, <clears throat> I think it has to be done. Otherwise, we are we are buckling under that big big pressure that the rest of our fixtures look like. Um, it's yeah, yeah, it's not going to be good. I just sort of fear it's such a weird predicament to be in, isn't it? Because I, I think I think you go to Newcastle and get a point. Everyone goes, oh, blimey, there we go. That's not bad. And then you could give Chelsea, give Chelsea a game, that's for sure. And Tottenham again, it's one of them, mate, isn't it, where it's just classic. You genuinely have no idea. It's easy to sit here and go, oh, we won't do anything in those games. But you could easily, easily, easily see a situation where, and I, I genuinely mean this, where at the end of the month, we've got like 10 points from the next four games. <laughs> yeah, you're like ninth but, or something. It's like, oh, what are we yeah, worried about? You could, you could easily see that happening, couldn't you? But I mean, yeah, I don't, if that, if that makes sense. Um, all right, James, anything else on the Everton game that you sort of, of note? Well, one thing I will say, I saw a lot on your Instagram, um, just pictures of cash. I didn't know whether that was the whip uh, or it, if you'd it, want to bet or no, we were, we were, like were having a good time. But, yeah, um, no, we, we were playing um, with the late kickoff. Is it Newcastle Palace? We were playing um, corners and goals. So basically, everyone puts in a score. And every time there's a corner, that, that pile of money goes around to the next person. And if there's a goal, it goes around the next person. So basically, we were watching that. Um, and at the end of the game, after full time whistle, whoever's got the money in front of them win the money. Um, just makes watching the late kickoff a little bit more interesting. Um, but yeah, for some reason, I thought it was a really good idea to post a picture of me with money and my pint and stick it on Instagram stories. Um, I woke up the following morning. Bear in mind, I'd had about 10, 12 pints. Um, looked, 10 or 12 pints. Josie, looked, I love looked you at the bits. Instagram. Yes, was... you do. You're about five foot six or whatever you are. 10 to 12 pints would kill me. There's no yeah, way. No, I, 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 no, I mean, I know I had, t- I think it was, I think it was between 10 and 12 because I track every pint on my, my calorie counter. So <laughs> I know I know exactly how many I had, um, yeah. but but yeah, I woke up the following morning and looked at my Instagram. And I was like, "What an absolute muppet!" Because I gave the stories no context whatsoever. No, it was just so it looked like it looked like I'd either won the bet. I was just showing off that I had about six tenners with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I was just like, like, "It was like two grand." I was just like, "What an absolute bean!" I've got to get rid of those. <laughs> so I deleted them. And I was like, oh, "I'm not doing that again." Someone just like my phone and I had a few beers. Them up. <laughs> yeah, terrible. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Wonderful. Yeah. Anything else then about the Everton game? You sort of notice or worth? Um, I think it's worth bringing up now. No. The Emerson, uh, Emerson, by the way. I was so excited when we signed him. Yeah. I was like, hey, he's going to be good. He's just, just oh, okay, well, isn't he? Yeah, he's just the average. Yeah. Um, I tell you what. I know. Obviously, last summer we were we were really looking to buy that Onana that ended up Amadou Onana that went to Everton. Yeah. He was <clears> the only player at Everton where I thought, what a player. Hmm. I'm a little bit gutted we didn't sign him because yeah, we might do when they go down. Yeah, we might do. I mean, we're looking for a player to replace Suchek. I know we, we want Paquetta to play there, but I don't think he's going about after we finished 17th. No, um, of course, no. Um, like if Everton go down, we should be going right. We'll take it. We'll take him there mm. because what a player! Even as a rice rice replacement when Rice goes, um, I thought he was a really really good player. That by far their best player. Um, but other than that, not, nothing really to shout home about on Saturday, was it? Really? No, not really, mate. Not really. But look, good to get the three points. West Ham out of the relegation zone just about for now. Um, and yeah, we were 15th, sorry, uh, after the game. But we're actually 16th now. I've been saying that all um, all episode. But uh, yeah, 16th place. In the, just quickly, Jones, it gives you three to go down. We're having this conversation in the office yesterday. Um, mine are uh, Everton, Southampton, Leeds. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I think the Jesse Marsh thing. You just get the impression that um, they sort of half look okay, but they're just clinging on all the time. And that you know, you don't remember much of a like, any sort of convincing wins, particularly under Jesse Marsh. I don't know, just something just 
that Leeds fans don't sound overly enthused by him. Um, I actually like him as a character. I think he, he adds a lot to the Premier League. Um, but I just, yeah, those are my three. Who are yours quickly? Southampton, definitely. Yeah. Um, I keep wanting to say Forest, but every weekend they just nick a point or they just mm. do something silly and win. Like, stop doing that. Stop yeah. it. You have no right. Um, <laughs> so maybe not Forest, unfortunately. That can come next year. We'll have to wait for that yeah. one. Um, so it'll be Southampton, Everton, uh, and, a, and a toss up between Leeds and Bournemouth. I think Ooh. Bournemouth early on in the season, particularly when Gary, no- Gary O'Neill took over from Parker, they were getting results, but that seems to have dipped off a little bit. And they don't, they don't look that good or as good as they did initially under O'Neill. So um, I think they, they could be in trouble. But I do agree with everything you said about Leeds. It's something not right going on there. I think there's. Uh, hmm. It seems like a very weird situation going on. So, um, so yeah. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Well, look, Derby away on Monday night in the FA Cup. Uh, it's quite an exciting uh, prospect, a little bit of a break. It's a bit more of a glamorous or glamorous, don't know, exciting tie uh, than the Brentford one. But that's in the, the fourth round Monday night. I've gone up to Pride Park for that one. And we'll speak to Corey Hancock, half of the Rams Review podcast and platform next hey there hammers fans my name is cory hancock and i'm part of the rams review podcast where we talk all things derby county uh mostly once a week these days but last year was pretty difficult as we entered administration and we're doing a lot of emergency podcasts um but looking ahead to the FA cup fourth round tie between our two sides i'm super excited about this one um be a be nice to welcome a Premier League team uh, to Pride Park for the first time uh, since our administration and everything like that and all that entails. Um, going into the game, Derby as of now, they play tonight against Port Vale on Tuesday. Um, however, going into the game, Derby's been on a tremendously great run. So as of the time of recording, uh, Derby's unbeaten in 18 games. Uh, we've absolutely been flying since changing our manager. We went from Liam Senior. We started the season with him. Uh, he was a caretaker role after Wayne Rooney left. He's dis- he, um uh, was not given the full-time managerial job. He's subsequently gone to Hull. And we hired Paul Warren, a manager from Rotherham uh, United. And Paul Warren has just uh, worked wonders on this football club since he's come in. 18 unbeaten, like I said. Um, he's made us defensively strong. We're scoring a few more goals, which is not something we have done um, in recent years um, at quite a high frequency, hence why we've been relegated. But, yeah, it's it's been it's all good times right now for Derby. Um, just continuing to, to to work hard and to continue to grow as a team. We did sign uh, 14 new players in the in the summer as we you know were completely uh, basically had to rebuild the entire squad. So um, it took time for them to gel, and, and then the addition of Paul Warren as well has, has really helped Darby push on quite a bit. So, like I said, really looking forward to this game. I think what you can expect from Derby is Derby will set out to win. They're taking this competition um, seriously. I think the aim for the season. For us is uh, is promotion, whether that's through the playoffs or automatics is yet to be determined. Uh, more likely playoffs. Um, the slow start will probably hurt us in that realm, but uh, we are taking the competition seriously. Paul Warren sets his sides out to uh, to win games, um, and I would expect him to to try to give it the best effort. It's a it's a showpiece kind of event for us. Uh, move to the Monday night on television, um, and it will be a cracking atmosphere. Expect a large crowd at Pride Park as well um, for the game. Um, and you know, like I said, I think. We will probably play the full team. I don't think there's too many odd changes we can make. We don't have a very deep squad. We maybe have um, 15, 16 players that can probably our first team quality. So I would anticipate that you're going to see most of the Derby first team. Probably the one exception, maybe Jake Rooney gets a start at right fullback as opposed to Corey Smith. Um, so, but uh, outside of that, I would think uh, you're going to see majority, you're going to see the full team. Um, and it's going to be quite exciting. It's going to be a good litmus test for us uh, at Derby. We're flying at the moment. Obviously, you guys have had your struggles in the Premier League this season. So it should be a very intriguing matchup with a, you know, on paper struggling Premier League team um, and then, you know, a flying team uh, in League One. So it should be an interesting matchup. And I'm really looking forward to it. I love the romance um, of the FA Cup. It's it's uh, tremendously special. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, uh um, that, that continues, but yeah, super excited about it. Um, I think, like I said, full team's going to be playing, um, and just expect a good atmosphere. I think Darby are going to, um, you know, probably play, probably play their favorite formation of four, four, two, if they've been playing, or they can even adjust to a three, five, two at times as well. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see 
how that how that kind of um, formation shape changes throughout the game. I would expect Darby uh, to be on the front foot in home and at home in front of a, uh, a boisterous crowd, um, and to give the home fans a, a good a good show as well. Um, players really to watch out for. I think if you look at it, um, we do have uh, Aaron Cashin at center half. He may or may not be fit. Um, he picked up a bit of a he had a bit of a tight hamstring going into um, a previous game against Bolton. And he's, and he's uh, questionable for the game uh, today against Port Vale. So um, it'll be interesting to see if Aaron Cashin plays. If he does, he's statistically uh, League One's best-rated best defender um, in terms of, um, you know, I think he's like a 7.5 out of 10 um, on, on who scored. So, you know, watch out for him. He's got a huge future. He came through our academy. Um, and then I would also say watch out for um jason knight in midfield highly energetic player runs box to box traditional um traditional box to box player just absolutely phenomenal um he gets up and uh, up and down the pitch like um like absolutely crazy like very few players you can see he just keeps running for a full 90 minutes and absolutely works his socks off and then you know out wide we've got two exciting wide players nathaniel mendez lang he just he's been on a tear this season um ripping league one defenders um uh, ripping League One defenders uh, to bits, and then obviously Tom Barkhausen on the other side as well is really good. And then up front we have pretty much the ageless wonder and David McGoldrick. He's 34, but he's been um, really, really good form for us this season. So um, he's another one to watch out for, and he can definitely, um, he can still definitely change a game uh, on a dime uh, when he gets when he gets flowing. And like I said, I expect a, a good game, a raucous crowd. David Moyes is obviously under pressure in West Ham. I would think would probably need a result as well. Because if not, maybe Moyes goes. I don't know. You guys will know more about that than me. But um, I can definitely see both teams competing, and I think it's going to be an absolute cracking game. And what I think, I think West Ham will win 3-2, and I think Darby will graciously bow out of the cup and then focus on the promotion campaign, which I would be quite happy about um, if we just graciously uh, bowed out of the FA Cup but gave it some fight. We gave Liverpool a tough test at Anfield earlier this season in the League Cup, took them all the way to penalties where we eventually lost. So no reason why we can't uh, can't do it again and give West Ham a good game. Um and until then, uh, thanks very much, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy the game, and hope you guys enjoy the atmosphere at Pride Park. Right, there we have it then, Jonesy. That's it for another show, for another week. West Ham United got three points on the board, so quite nice to, to revel in that. Uh, I think we do all realise, though, that there's more at play. Um, and perhaps not quite as, you know, certainly not everything rosy, problem solved. Um, so you, you think five points from February. First of all, obviously just spoke to Corey there. What do you think as far as Monday night's game goes? Um, how's it going to play out and score a prediction, of course? Uh, it depends on how he approaches it. Does he save players for Premier League? Um, so we've got players left or they were injured. Um but uh, I reckon we'll win. I think it'll be tight, though. 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Yeah, I don't know. I've just got a feeling it'll be like another Brentford-esque one. Um, I think it'll give a few more fringe players a chance uh, to, have a, to have a go and show what they're made of. And no, I think it, I'm going to think it's going to be 3-0. And I think, Ooh. yeah, I say that as much in hope. Um, rather than expectation, because I'm going up there. I made that fatal error, Jonesy, when sort of immediately saying yes, thinking Derby's the Midlands, that's not too far. It's quite far up the Midlands, isn't it? It's hardly yep. like, um, it's hardly the Southern Midlands. I don't really know where North and South Midlands start, but it's a fair old slep up the motorway. So, uh, but yeah, I'll be doing that on, on Monday. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, and I reckon 3-0 as a result. Uh, right, give us some final thoughts then, James. That's it for another week. As I mentioned, West Ham 16th in the league, still only a point off of the relegation zone, albeit with a far superior goal difference. I do think we'll stay up, uh, although I do think also uh, that it's just going to be a nervous, not particularly enjoyable uh, remainder of the season. But I am looking forward to the Conference League coming back. I feel... Um, I feel heartbroken that Dawson's gone. Uh, it's going to take a while, some while to get over, but I do see light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, in terms of our Premier League status, I do. I, I, I'm with you. I do believe we'll stay up, but it's going to be a tough old slog. We're going to have to fight. Um, and 
I've got this horrible feeling that Moyes is going to see out the season. So yeah, that's where I'm, that's where does I'm that, at. I mean, does that does that particularly matter? I suppose it doesn't. Now I've said that, I've heard myself say it out loud, and I'm like, well, actually, kind of, well, if he does see out the season, we stay up, then whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just don't know. I I worry that if they're going to make a decision, they'll make it too late, which could then mm. jeopardise our chance of staying up. Um, but right. I I do agree with you. I think we will stay up. Um, I think we're far too good. But they've got to change something very, very quickly. David Moyes has got to change something very, very quickly. But let's be happy. We won. We won a game. Yeah, let's let's, let's just enjoy it for, for now. Um, I really, really am. I've still got a while to wait. I'm talking about the Conference League. Um, those those legs of the like the, the first leg playoff, basically the last 32 that we got a buy past because we won our, our group, don't take place until the 16th of February. Uh, and then the, the the round of 16 first legs don't take place until until March as um, yeah no no kickoff. Can I can I can I just add to that? See the tickets came out for scene ticket holders could buy their or could reserve their home leg ticket. Um, mm. They had a little sort of window that they could do that by forty quid for a ticket for the Conference League knockout stages. I don't think I paid that much for a knockout game in Europa League last year. I was quite surprised. I was expecting to be about 25, 30 quid. Mm. And I get charged 40 quid plus £2. Whatever that fee's for. Booking fees are mental. Booking they, fees. Yeah. Like, well, you're charging me two quid for clicking the button and typing down the bank. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I just found 40 quid a little bit steep for for uh, a last... An unknown opponent. Yeah, we don't even know we're playing yet. It's the last 16 of the Conference League. So it's not like we were in Europa League. Um, mm. I just thought it was a little bit too pricey. I mean, maybe I was... Maybe I mean, I can't remember how much I paid for the ones last season in the Europa League, but don't, don't think I paid 40 quid for one. I'm mm. pretty sure I didn't. So I was a bit shocked. Obviously, I'll pay it because I want to go. But, yeah. um, you know, they've got me exactly where they want me on that front. But... They could have charged... They could have gone out 300 quid, mate, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, go on in. Why not? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> no, yeah, but yeah, I was just a bit surprised. That's all. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Well, uh, I've oh, look, I've booked I've booked the final off already. I know that might be a bit Prague. premature. I'm looking forward to it. Is it Prague? It is Prague, isn't it? It is Prague. Yeah, yeah. yeah the um, yeah. I mean, we're not exactly swimming in cash, but I think the podcast coffers um, may just stretch to a uh, to an overseas trip. We've got to do one of them again, James. I think the, honest, the last time life. I checked, flights for that, for over, I think like a three-day trip to Prague over that final. Yeah. Uh, make it long weekend in Prague. I think the last time I checked, flights were only about a one-hour return. Well, I'm actually so, in Malaga. I'm actually in uh, Malaga for a wedding in the build-up to it, and I'm due ooh. to fly back to England on the Wednesday of the day of the final. So it may just be, surely you get a flight from Malaga to Prague, can't you? Must be able to, yeah. Yeah, yeah surely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm very much, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to something that we have to win like three games of football before we're in or four games of football, whatever it is, over two legs. So um, we'll see. Listen, mate, good to see you again. Uh, nice to actually talk about West Ham winning a game of football, which is a pleasure. Derby away. On Monday night, looking forward to that one. Nice little break, quite a uh, yeah, quite a decent FA Cup tie. That is two well-supported teams uh, going up the road to the M6. Fingers crossed. We just don't want a, a televised upset, do we? Nice, comfortable three niller. Get back to London, smile on my face. Uh, the last time I went to Pride Park was when we won five nil and Nobby Solano scored a free kick. So I'm looking forward to getting Remember back it. up, to yep. reminisce on that one, which will be uh, yeah enjoyable experience indeed. It's brilliant to talk to you again, Jonesy. West Ham have got three points. I mean, hardly out of the woods just yet. Still 16th in the Premier League, just one point above the relegation zone. But we've been moaning for ages about not being able to get points over the line. Let's be honest, a few of you, admit it, you may have smiled at the fact that it was West Ham and a defeat to West Ham that got Frank Lampard sacked. Still massive, still got stuff to play for this season. The FA Cup on Monday, huge month in the Prem in February. Newcastle, Chelsea, Tottenham and Nottingham Forest, James's new hated rivals for the season. 
keep the faith, everyone. There's still hope. We'll see the sunshine through the clouds and we're going to win the Europa Conference League. West Ham are still massive up the hammers and we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Tony Cotty and you're listening to the We Are West Ham podcast. Podcast Network.